Hi, Markus. Welcome back. Hi, Adam. Hey, thank you for having me again. Yeah. Uh, I could ask you now again, what was your first computer? You still remember? What was it? Uh, it was C64, yeah, of yeah, course. Okay. okay, this was the, uh, the two-factor authentication. Now now you are Markus. Um, so, you know where you were the last time here? I don't know exactly. I, I think it was one year and a half again. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, May the 12th of 2019. Uh, Crazy. Cool. Uh, this was the episode uh, 36 of uh, Java Native Database was the title of the episode. And yeah. now, uh, one year, one and a half year later, now I'm curious what happened to MicroStream. I think we are still active. I don't know exactly what you are doing. So you hired me once once last year, I think, or, or early this year I was uh, in your company. And since then, I just saw there are lots of talks from you and your colleagues about MicroStream. So what are the MicroStream news? Yes, uh, yeah, uh, we changed uh, the name of the company and, uh, and the product because uh, it was um, in actually kind of prototype. Mm -hmm. And then we, we changed the, the name and founded the company. And now we are talking about going op uh, open source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and MicroStream is um, a storage framework for storing object graphs. And mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, uh, you can store... Um, single objects as well as um, subgraphs, and mm -hmm. uh, you can load single objects and load single subgraphs um, on demand, and uh, it merges the, the object automatically into the uh, object graph so that you don't have to deal with object copies. And um, this is actually what uh, MicroStream does. It's a storage engine to store um, Java object graphs persistently uh, into any data store. Yeah. So what I understood is uh, you have a kind of a context object, and then you can, from this context object, you get back Java objects, and the Java objects are just POJOs, and uh, they are persistent, right? Yeah, right. Um, you only uh, need um, a Java object graph in memory. You can use um, any Java classes, so uh, there are no annotations needed, uh, no interfaces to implement. So as you mentioned, just POCHOs, and mm -hmm. you can uh, store any Java types. And so you are um, also able to uh, to use object or third-party libraries. You can store almost everything that the Java provides. It's not possible to store a thread, of course, so uh, everything that makes sense can be stored by, by MicroStream. Um, and um, the special thing is that uh, uh, it's it's based on a, uh, on a new Java serialization that is uh, written from scratch, so does not base on the Java serialization, because with the Java serialization, it's not possible to do that. Mm -hmm. So with MicroStream, we can really load um, single um, subgraphs, and uh, this is the, the the core feature of this uh, serialization. Mm -hmm. Which databases are supported? Yeah, currently we support the the Oracle databases, the Oracle relational database, as well as uh, Oracle NoSQL, MySQL is supported. Then we support um, distributed caches like um, Coherence mm -hmm. and uh, the, the Cloud Blob stores, uh, the Oracle uh, Object Store is uh, supported. And uh, from the next version, we will um, uh, release uh, connectors to all major database systems. So mm -hmm. also the open source database systems, more enterprise database systems, and uh, Amazon S3. So almost everything uh, 
which is on a so, so you are not using JDBC, right? So you are using your own uh, direct connection to a database, right? Yeah, right. So uh, so we store um, binaries only. Mm -hmm. So there is no more uh, object relational mapping, or there's no more map mapping at all, mm -hmm. like like uh, mapping to uh, NoSQL databases. So this is a, a totally um, different approach. You store only the the, the serialized binaries. This okay. is the concept. So you could also just write, you know, the the binaries directly to S3, right? Would also work. Yeah, right. Yeah, because actually it's a, a key value store. Yeah. And uh, we, we can store the, the binaries uh, almost uh, any database system. So uh, we can also use the relational databases for that um, key value stores, of course, uh, and also um, document-based databases. Um, and uh, yeah, but the document databases yeah. will end up having key, they will degrade the, to to uh, key value again, right? So the key would be an ID, and the value would be the blob. Uh, it's that's similar, yes. Yeah. Yep. So what it means yeah. is I could, as developer, also use microstream and work against a flat file, right? So I could store it in a file as well. Is this possible? Yeah, of course, this is possible. So we yeah, you say, recommend... of course, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it, are you supporting this? Yeah, we support that. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's based on a serialization or uh, microstream in, in the core actually is, is a serialization. And uh, so this is uh, for us, of course, uh, because we can, uh, we can, um, write the, the binary files directly into pl plain files. The uh, Java serialization mechanism has some security challenges, I would say, right? So some people even regret that the serialization is there. Is uh, MicroStream more secure than the Java serialization or you did some tests with it? Yes, we did. So because um, MicroStream works um, totally different, so mm -hmm. it's a fundamentally new serialization. So this is very important. Uh, to say and to repeat this, that is not based on a Java serialization. And uh, the, the problem with the Java serialization is that um, the code uh, or through deserialization code is executed mm -hmm. and you cannot, you cannot avoid this. So mm -hmm. this is uh, not possible. Um, and with microstreams is totally different. So there's, uh, it's not possible to inject and execute uh, code through deserialization. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the main difference. And so uh, the, one of the biggest uh, security leaks of Java is solved. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, was a little bit afraid to ask you the question because I forgot whether you actually still understand Java code. So you're still coding or are you more, you know, the manager PowerPoint and slide, <laughs> slide manager? You still understand Java code? Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I do, but uh, you are right. So my my role is CEO, and uh, I I'm in a slide in the slide full uh, area. Oh, slide so, full. Okay, that's the opposite full. from my. Okay, so your hashtag <laughs> is slide full, right? Is my slide less? Okay, right. And do you regret that? Are you enjoy your slide full role now, or what? Do you know slide less times better? Yeah, sometimes um, I would prefer sitting in my in my own room and. and only coding yeah. doing uh trying new things out and uh um but yeah this is not possible so um but i i also like the the manager role this is very very interesting and to i'm responsible for all the strategies so okay. what what should we do next and uh what connects us to databases or should we focus more on cloud natives uh, so this is very interesting and uh i have to learn um more architecture uh, stuff and um, corporations with with other uh, companies. Uh, currently, we have this uh, 
hackathon in cooperation with uh, the Oracle Labs, uh, mm -hmm. in particular the, the Helidon project and mm -hmm. GraalVM. So this is very exciting. Yeah. You know roughly how uh, MicroStream works you know, under the hood? So you have the Java Pojo and what happens with the Pojos? You have, you, you are, this is a Java agent, so you are ma manipulating, you know, the, you know how it works, roughly? Roughly. Roughly. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we read the, the object IDs um, from the from the memory, and we, we don't uh, we don't use the the, the object IDs um, that are used by the JVM. Um, so we we abstract these object IDs and store the uh, use our own object IDs to store the objects persistently on disk, and uh, then then we read the the object IDs back in into the memory. Then we we generate the new objects in the memory, generate the object graph. And uh, then uh, it's possible to to preload uh, objects and subgraphs, uh, and you can decide uh, which objects or subgraphs do you want to load on demand. And um, yeah, and accessing objects is very simple. So there is there are no more selects yeah. like um, in the relational model. So there are only getters. Okay. So this is very uh, convenient uh, programming model. And is MicroStream fast? I mean, if I compare MicroStream to whatever. So, uh, do you have some performance comparisons or? Yes, uh, we have uh, seen that uh, in in uh, many projects, but we we wanted to prove that in a, in a kind of like bookstore demo, everybody can download this mm -hmm. from GitHub and try uh, MicroStream out. Um, so there are two um, uh, two. Programs. Uh, one is written with uh, in, in JPA with uh, Spring Boot uh, and using Hibernate EH cache, um, and the other application is uh, um, with mic implement implemented with MicroStream, mm -hmm. um, and um, this proves that with MicroStream all database queries are up to a thousand times faster. Mm -hmm. Sometimes only ten times, sometimes one hundred times. Why? Because the reason is, this is not the MicroStream magic. It's um, actually um, core Java. It streams API mm -hmm. because uh, we MicroStream is not a database system. So we only load the, the object graph in the memory mm -hmm. and we store the the object graph in the, in the subgraphs and uh, the rest is core uh, Java. So it's only streams API. And then when we compare this, uh, the, the time, the loading time and the query time, then we, we see that uh, it's almost up to a thousand times faster than a JPA query can be. Yeah, because the streams API are so fast. Querying an, uh, a huge and complex object graph in a memory it takes only microseconds. This is what I can imagine. What I did a hack in the past is uh, we had some troubles with uh, JPA and lazy loading. And what we did as a proof of concept, we switched to uh, eager loading. And we loaded, you know, the entire model per role. So the application was like role-based. So there were reports and whatever. So we loaded whatever would belong to you into memory. And then yeah. we just used, you know, a Java 8 Stream API to traverse the objects. And this was, of course, you know, a lot faster because everything was already in the memory and there was no deserialization. What I also can imagine, mm -hmm. if you have a JPA, so at the end of the day, there's JDBC, and JDBC talks to the backend via SQL. And uh, you know, if you have lazy loading, you have the n plus one problem. So you have one query plus, you know, the n site is loaded. In your case, I think you are able to load more from a database with a single I/O operation. Yeah, right. 
You know what I mean? So you are loading the entire graph once from the database, and then you are done, and then you can traverse the object in memory. And in uh, JPA, there are more interactions needed with the database, and every interaction requires some lat latency or causes some latency because uh, we have, you know, the uh, backend uh, pings back and forth, and this takes some time. So um, I would say this is this is m the main reason I, I think why why it can be faster, right? Yeah, you're totally right. Uh, that's true. Um, so we only have the I/O process, and we can do this in parallel. So the more cores uh, the hardware provides, the faster it is. So mm -hmm. it's uh, multi-threaded, and um, then uh, the object graph is uh, is um, updated automatically, and then there are only streams um, on the object graph. And so this is uh, the reason why it's super fast. Um, and we have measured this. Uh, very often, and it's always the same. Uh, the, the the load the, the process the I/O process is this is the the slowest part of microstream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, but when when you have uh, loaded the, uh, the the graph or the subgraph, then then it's super fast, and uh, the user can decide uh, if you want to load the entire object graph in a memory. So if you have enough memory and your your data uh, storage size uh, is not too big, so gigabytes or so, and then you can load the entire database, the entire object graph into the memory. But this is not mandatory. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, very important to say that uh, uh, if you have, for instance, a terabyte of uh, storage data size and only um, four gig memory, then you can load only maybe one gigabyte uh, into the memory, and then uh, you can load the, the, the um, what you need on demand so with lazy so loading. Can you configure this in MicroStream? You say, yeah, uh, sure. Okay, so you can say only one gig and no more, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you can define your classes as uh, lazy mm -hmm. or uh, or eager. So mm -hmm. if it's not lazy, then it's uh, it's automatically eager. Mm -hmm. so Are you able to use the off heap memory in Java, like no memory map buffers? You know that? Yeah, we do that. Okay, interesting, because this is like, you know, the enterprise feature of most NoSQL databases where you can say, okay, we can uh, just load, maintain the objects in, in off-heap and this does not consume the heap. Usually you're the architect and the strategist. Now I'm curious. So what <laughs> I think is, what I think is that yeah. um, the memory becomes, or the memory becomes persistent. So now we have RAM, but with the technology like the Intel Optane, uh, we should be able, you know, to keep everything in persistent, in very fast memory all the time. Yeah. Did you already had a look, look at the Optane from from Intel, or did some experiments with that? Uh, we didn't play around with it, uh, so it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, how convenient it is uh, already. In very convenient. So um, actually, yeah. uh, I, I thought because you know of the pandemic, I will have you no know, more time this year mm. to experiment, which. It's not true, but uh, my hope was I could build a new server with the Optane uh, memory. It is not that expensive, and then you could keep more, you know, in in RAM, and this would become, you know, uh, persistent. And which I think mm -hmm. this is uh, the future because uh, it's not that expensive. I took a look a few years ago. It was it came out I think two years ago, and uh, it was not thousands of euros. It was like hundreds of euros. And uh, back then, uh, prior to that, there were specific, you know. Um, cards which were i think it was like um buffered ram or something which was uh which was far more expensive than this so this is actually yeah. you should do this because uh this is uh interesting this is the, the, the 
the future, right? Because then, then there's no more loading. You can keep everything in memory forever. And this is really, really fast. Yes, this would be the uh, Dreamland solution. And uh, the, it would, then we would have the, the same um, approach of uh, the programming model uh, like we do this with MicroStream already, because then um, the developers only have to think like Java developers. So um, you don't have to think about okay, uh, which data structure should I use? How should I build my object model that it's uh, that it works with a relational model or so? And you don't have to think about and um, building indexes uh, and so on. So then you can use the all the Java stuff, Java collections. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Then you can use everything. And this is actually the the same approach, like um, like we do with MicroStream. So this is uh, really the MicroStream way. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so this is very convenient. And if your hardware supports this um, out of the box, then this is uh, the Dreamland solution, of course. And uh, maybe there is a, um, there are several reasons why you want to persist the data on a disk, then you can use MicroStream for that. This would be the, the perfect combination. Yeah, just you, you, you um, told um, something now about uh, the collections that it would, um, because developers use collections. And what I remember is I took a look at the uh, a cache on cache, which is um, also using Quarkus. It's called Caffeine Cache. And uh, the interesting part is this is concurrent cache. And this cache from outside uh, is a map, concurrent hash map, but the implementation comes with uh, concurrency and you know they have last recently used and most recently used all these strategies are backed in into the cache. And this also the same cache is used by Infinispan. So uh, what you could do, just took a look at the, uh, take a look at the caffeine cache because you could actually use the microstream as a backing storage. It could be an interesting combination. I don't know if it's necessary, but uh, then you get, uh, just, just just take a look at this because this mm -hmm. interesting cache is called Caffeine, comes with uh, as a map, and uh, they can uh, they, you, they can specify the policies as self-optimizing cache, and it's already used in Quarkus, so it could be a, actually an interesting, interesting fit. Yeah, definitely. So it's called Caffeine, okay, at GitHub. Um, okay, so now uh, what you mentioned right now, that uh, you would like you know to make MicroStream Open source. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> a good question. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. Uh, because MicroStream is a um, is a Java library, and yeah. uh, Java libraries um, actually have to be open source because it's uh, more convenient for developers. So developers want to uh, to use open source. Mm -hmm. They they want to see the source code, finding maybe bugs faster. Mm -hmm. And uh, for for our clients, it's um, very important that microsteam is supported independently uh, from a com uh, community mm -hmm. for for many years so uh, if you use a, a technology then and, and you and you use it in your uh, in your product for instance then you want the, uh, to use this for maybe decades mm -hmm. and uh, so it's very important that this the, the solution is supported for for many years and it's the it's it's guaranteed that it's supported um, and um, yeah, we are startup. You're still startup, and uh, it's uh, yeah mostly hard uh, to be accepted by bigger companies. So uh, and the open source will help us. And of course, um, for for growing, so we, we want to build up a strong community and um, 
it's very uh, many many uh, developers are very interested in, in microstream. So uh, and we want to use this. Uh, so want to uh, enable um, developers to to join the microstream project um, to grow faster and to, to get accepted and to to be included into uh, other libraries. Yeah, which are growing on a market. So I think for a startup, it's really important to to have a adoption first, right? Because with open source, uh, you get uh, a yeah. broader adoption and, and okay. So, but I think, or I hope you will still sell commercial support for MicroStream, right? Uh, yes, this is also important. Uh, there are two reasons. Uh, one reason is that uh, our clients, for our clients, it's very important that they get uh, commercial support. Um, yeah. So this is necessary. And the other thing is, yeah, we, we need to, we, we must finance uh, the development. So. How how do you pay your developers? Yeah. So you, yeah. you you must need a you, you have to have a, a business model for for that. Yeah. And what is your business model? Is that commercial support or commercial features? Um, currently, we have both. Uh -huh. uh, currently, it's uh, it's still closed source, and we provide a community edition. The community edition is uh, um, brings uh, connectors to the MySQL and uh, currently SQLite database. Uh -huh. uh, then with uh, all the open source databases and uh, the enterprise edition uh, provides connection uh, connectors to all uh, enterprise databases, and uh, that's it. And uh, the enterprise edition includes long-term support. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when we go open source, then we will keep this, but um, open sourcing uh, the community edition, and uh, we also will. Uh, support um, and um, open source the the connectors to the open source databases, um, and um, yeah, we will keep this long-term support in the enterprise edition. So this is very important for our clients. Yeah. So we provide eight eight years or even uh, longer long-term support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fixing uh, bugs and uh, this is very important. Mm -hmm. um, what well, you mentioned also that uh, you cooperate with Oracle Labs, and uh, Oracle Apps is, uh, of course, there's a GraalVM, right? So it's one of the project is GraalVM. The other project is, of yep. course, Helidon. Um, it's not from Oracle Apps, I think, technically, but it's from Oracle. Helidon is open source project. And uh, have you ever tried, you know, to cross-compile? Is it possible to run MicroStream on GraalVM in native mode? Yes, it is. Uh, we have already an, uh, an example on the, on the website and in our docs. And uh, yes, we, we can uh, use this in native images as well. And what we uh, currently uh, trying out is, um, yeah, we, we check if we can use uh, MicroStream also with uh, other languages like JavaScript, Node.js, um, based on GraalVM. Yeah, it has to be possible because uh, in GraalVM, uh, you can run uh, Java, R, Python in the same memory space. I mean, this is the same. I mean, for GraalVM, everything is the same, and you can just, you know, call back and forth. So <clears throat> it should be possible. I think um, it will be harder to persist JavaScript objects. <laughs> this is the challenge, yeah. but yeah. Uh, the, the interaction should work, actually. So um, yeah, this is actually great news. I didn't knew that because this, this was probably a little bit tricky because, uh, or, or not, for you, not that tricky because you know all the objects. But, you know, uh, what do you have to do in GraalVM? You have to register all the, all the classes to GraalVM because if you have something dynamic, right? So you have to tell GraalVM, look, these are the classes and please uh, cross-compile them. This has to be done. But in your case, because you you have to know all the classes anyway, it was probably easier than for other projects. 
But it's actually great news. So um, have yep. you uh, um, uh, performance comparisons? Because what I suspect is native image is a little bit slower than the than the native Java image. Start startup is faster. It consumes less memory, but uh, the the you know the runtime performance. Also, in your case, it doesn't matter because there's not like you have some CPU intensive tasks. This will be more the problem right. of an application than yours. But yeah, this was. Yeah, but uh, still interesting that you did it. Uh, yes, this was very important because we have a hackathon uh, together with the GraalVM uh, team and so uh, this should work with uh, native images as well. Um, and yes, uh, it's it's proven it uh, it really works. Mm -hmm. So and this is really uh, a great combination. Uh, Microstream for uh, super fast um, database access and GraalVM yeah, provides super fast uh, startup time. So this this is great news for Java. What's even better fit, I would say, with Helidon because um, uh, what what really uh, surprising by Helidon is that they are obsessed with performance. So for them, performance is everything. And I had already chat, you know, with the Hediton uh, developers, and they have own, you know, performance measuring frameworks and stuff like that. And they just uh, rewrote Hediton from scratch just to have the best possible performance. And um, th th this would be interesting part because uh, what I'm interested in more in Hediton is the micro profile part because it is it is what actually my projects demanding. Um, the Java SE part is even more performant but less interesting for my projects i would say but if yeah. uh if uh, you know i could just imagine that microstream on helidon um was a great fit because microprofile right now does not come with any persistence api so uh, i would even uh, e either have to use no jpa or i could just use microstream to persist my objects and this would be one possible option and uh and um yeah with helidon and with or without Graal and microstream yeah definitely um um I, I think, or we believe that this is a perfect fit. And uh, this, is, this is also the reason why we want to do this uh, hackathon together with uh, the GraalVM and the Helidon team. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to see what the community is, is building with uh, these three pieces uh, mm -hmm. of puzzle. Um, and together with these three technologies, I, I'm, I'm convinced we can build really incredible stuff. And uh, yeah, we want to see what uh, the community thinks and uh, what they are building, uh, and uh, maybe we, we get some um, performance tests and uh, to see how fast Java can be with uh, these uh, three components. Um, mm -hmm. I guess we can build incredible things. Yeah, and what you also get for free, I don't know whether they are aware of it, there, there was another framework called Micronode. And uh, Oracle, uh, the, the, the main guy, uh, I think it's Graham Rocher, uh, yeah, right. uh, is is working for for Oracle right now, and uh, and what will happen is they will provide like persistent services from Micronaut to Helidon. So there will be integration between both frameworks, which gives even more adoption if it works well, because then it will mean that uh, maybe Micronaut is also will run on uh, sorry Microstream would run on Micronaut. <laughs> you see, lots of micros. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, um, and what I'm also curious about, if you will work more closely with Helidon uh, guys, they are very reactive, you know? Everything has to be reactive. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I think, so um, do you have any ideas? I, I mean, that, does the reactive programming affect Microstream at all? Or is it, uh, I mean, because you are just fetching objects, then it can do whatever you like. But what I could imagine yeah. is, if someone else changes the database from other node, so this could be an interesting uh, no feature to push the changes live 
So then I can subscribe to microstream changes and receive the events. This would be like reactive integration. Know what I mean? It depends on the developer. So you, you have to be careful what you're doing. Yeah. Actually, it's, uh, it's not recommended uh, to, to have two different JVMs accessing to, um, uh, to a microstream storage. So you have to be very careful if you mm -hmm. want to do this. Um, but in a reactive way, uh, this can this can work. So we really can, uh, we recommend uh, to use um, messaging for that. Yeah. For instance, with Kafka, you can do this. Yeah, this will be the next thing because uh, yeah. I could actually use uh, microstream on top of Kafka. Yes, uh, I, I know a very famous person. He created this uh, this uh, this phrase. Uh, this is um, object stream mapping. Yeah. You know that guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this was, no, this was just an idea, you know, because uh, if you, uh, I think the CDC, Change Data Capture CDC, this is like Debezium, is a really useful, uh, really useful practice sometimes to convert a static database to a history of events, right? You know, you have like a list of events. And I see the yeah. uh, microstream a little bit here in this direction where... I'm just dealing with Java objects and the history is captured in Kafka. You know what I mean? So I would yeah. get something like Hibernate Inverse, Inverse on top of, uh, of Microstream because if I deal with Microstream directly, I change the object, it is changed. But if Microstream would serialize the changes to Kafka, I would have you know, the entire state of the, of the entire, entire object graph over and over again. So I, I could move the history back and forth. This would be you know, the added value. And with that, yes. you are reactive. Of course, if you know if the object graph is two gigs, forget it, because every Kafka message would would be you know two gigs of 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 just too big. But for smaller object graphs, could be actually interesting option, right? Yeah, definitely. And after we have discussed this, uh, and mm -hmm. you mentioned that could be a good fit, then we uh, immediately created the connector to Kafka, and mm -hmm. it's finished now. And we we will release it in the upcoming version of MicroStream then it's open. Yeah, because then the Kafka becomes the persistence, no more the database. Right. I could just write a note to one microstream node and then the other side uh, someone could consume. And with Helidon, with the reactive messaging, you get direct integration to Kafka. This would be perfect. Yeah. Probably idea idea for the hackathon, right? Yeah, definitely. This uh, is very interesting. And uh, it's... Uh, it's also working with uh, Redis, and uh, we yeah. will uh, we will provide the connector to Redis as well. By the way, so Redis also great idea. Why? Because Redis they try imitate Kafka even. You know they have a very similar functionality to Kafka. They have also yeah. a distributed event architecture. So Redis, would be, of course, uh, this is lesser known. I, I would say Redis started as in memory cache, and right now they are almost on on the Kafka level already. But it's yeah. lesser known. The features are lesser known to the community. So Kafka, I think, is more interesting for marketing reasons. And Redis, of course, if you have a Kafka integration, you could do the same with Redis. I, for, I forgot what's the name in Redis. It's something like Streams as well. So you can you can synchronize the caches via Streams already in Redis. Yes, I I guess they call it uh, Kaf uh, Redis messages also. Something like this, right? Yeah. And uh, what's also interesting in Postgres, so what the Postgres database is also able to do, and Oracle as well, of course, is if someone changes the Postgres database, you can receive an event via GDBC even, without even going too deep. And uh, with uh, Debezium, I have no idea whether we talk about it or not, 
you can hook into Postgres and uh, it will convert the uh, changes in a table into Kafka stream. In your case, it's uh, less uh, interesting because you have a blob, basically. And yep. yeah, uh, one question: Have you work? Ha do you have a custom CLI? Could I tell you? I don't like to have a binary blob. I would like to have, let's say, just extreme example, a JSON. Would you be able to serialize the objects to JSON for me if I pay you money? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I would say yes. This is possible. Yeah. Uh, we 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 haven't tried this out or th thought about this because of uh, it would slow down uh, the deserialization yeah. uh, dramatically, but basically it's possible. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also thought about um, a key value, uh, sorry, um, yeah, kind of like um, NoSQL yeah. layer on top of MicroStream. So it's, it would be very easy to, to, to set up um, a NoSQL database on top of MicroStream because, yeah, you can choose um, any data type, um, mm -hmm. any Java type, and uh, any you can, yeah, use really any uh, data model and um, data structure. Mm -hmm. So this is what why I often say that uh, that I believe that the uh, object graph in Java is uh, is already a kind of like um, multi-model database. Yeah, yeah, because we we are able to use any data structure in Java already, and uh, this is. Uh, more convenient than the, the databases do because um, yeah we see these uh, all these different uh, data structures in the in the database systems, and now um, they they want to become multi-model yeah to be used in uh, in, in really in all cases uh, when we think about this domain-driven design model then uh, the databases sometimes cannot be used in in uh, in any domain, but they want to be used in any domain, so they want to become multi-model, and Java is already multi-model. Yeah. So this is, uh, Java developers mostly don't think about it, so they cannot believe that that we have um, a language that is much more powerful than uh, the Java data, uh, than the, the, the database systems are. I think, so I many think it happens yeah. naturally, because uh, with, uh... You know, Kafka and similar solutions like Kafka and Redis, for instance, right? So where yeah. it's the combination of topics and streams and persistence. This is the key. With that, the database becomes less important. So in my yeah. some some of my current current projects, we we plan only have you know databases for exceptional cases. Like in one project, we will probably just use Elastic for full text search, but the entire mm -hmm. persistence is going to be Kafka. And but uh, what you need as developer is you would like to still to have nice Java objects. So uh, yes. so and this is why why I'm asking because um, what uh, what I will do is in your case is just to consider proto buffers, protocol buffers for instance, a serialization mechanism, and uh, Avro for instance, what also what Kafka supports, and both are fast JSON-like data structure almost, and mm -hmm. uh, and then um, I could you know can use just. Yeah, microstream almost like a database work with the objects and then i get the format back to kafka or not so then i can even use you know grpc and talk with other nodes or whatever so this is just as, a, as an idea yeah very interesting mm -hmm. yeah. when when microstream when microstream becomes open source you know it tomorrow or when what is the uh, yeah the plan is to open source with uh, uh, at the beginning at the beginning next year 
Okay. Um, with nice. uh, the, the the first releases next year, we want to open source the first parts of MicroStream, mm -hmm. and uh, so we have to be careful about the patents. Uh, so we have to clarify something uh, before we open source uh, the, the first uh, packages, and then we will do it again and again uh, and uh, more and more. Um, and uh, we have not already decided decided which license we want to use. Mm -hmm. So now we have some months time um, until January. So then we will decide this, I guess, in January. Yeah, I think uh, the hardest decision for you is um, whether you would like to have some, you know, commercial features hold back or everything is going to be co to, to be open source. Because I think if you open source everything, it is a little bit harder for the business. Um, because some companies won't just pay and they don't care or they don't even know that there is commercial features necessary, you know. And uh, it could be also misused if you become the big, you know, uh, the big open source projects, what what uh, many are struggling, Redis, for instance, or Elastic. Yeah. So the cloud provider just took the open source version and, and they have nothing uh, for that, right? So um, I think it's always a yeah. good idea to, uh, to, to expect enterprise features, which means, you know, like organizational features if you have some such a thing like uh, i don't know authentication authorization everything which requires you know more enterprisey stuff and uh, all the open source uh, the open source version is basically perfect for smaller companies and and developers this could be a nice model yes uh, but it's a, a little bit different to the databases uh, they provide um yeah um authentication and so on uh, and, and can you uh, provide this as uh, enterprise features but with microstream we we do not plan uh, to provide such things so uh, the strategy actually is really um, yeah to focus on on what what microstream actually is and this is storing uh, the object graphs so we believe in uh, separate of concerns mm -hmm. and not to be uh, um, yeah a software a part of uh, software that want to manage everything for you, for the developers, and forcing the developers to adapt your uh, your features and and building wrappers around it. So, uh, like we see in database systems, so many Java developers um, they, they hate they hate it when they have to use uh, features that are uh, provided by external systems because we always believe. We can do it better in Java, and we, we do it better, and we don't want to use this stuff, and then we wrap it, and then we the, the complexity increases more and more. Mm -hmm. So we believe that um, most of these features are uh, built in Java by the developers already. So they, they care for authentication, they care for uh, yeah. concurrency, they care for everything. So uh, we, our philosophy is that the, the Java application becomes the database system, and uh, this is uh, a paradigm shift. But um, I gave you one example, for instance. Um, as um, a few years ago in JPA, uh, in I would say 10% of my project was persistence. So my clients were extremely interested in, uh, how to call, I don't know how to call it, but um, let's say authorization on JPA level. So what they wanted to have, that the specific roles only see specific fields. And for that, we built our own frameworks. There was a thing called uh, JPA Security, a custom framework from the, um, and uh, we use on different levels. 
And such a feature is really hard to implement it with a wrapper. Because if the object is out, it's really hard to tell, is not the field null or I cannot see the result. Or I cannot see, you know, or I am not supposed to, to see what's inside. You could do that. If you provide a hook, you know, this is the role admin. Admin is able to see all the fields of the object. But the role, yep. let's say, guest only sees, you know, the description. And only you could do this with a hook. For instance, such a thing, so it wouldn't, you know, the clients who are interested in it could pay a considerable amount of money, you know, to get the feature. And all others don't care. And we just not see the feature yep. at all. So I think such a things, these killer features are crucial because you could uh, the larger project could save you know a huge amount of money, and the smaller projects don't care and they won't even see it because in your case it's not like you need to you know an API. Your APIs will be hooks. You have a context and say, tell yep. me who who you are, and you can do before JSON Web Token or OpenID Connect whatever you have, and then you say I'm the admin. Then you could give me you know the object, and I will try to to invoke a getter or whatever, I could get exception or whatever you can do. This this could be such a feature which could be useful. Yes, uh, this sounds uh, yeah really interesting. And uh, there are several uh, features that are uh, basically interesting, but we will uh, really prove that uh, carefully. And what we want to avoid is building um, features that developers don't like. So they are enforcing them to use um, anything that is, um, yeah, specially provided by by MicroStream, so really special proprietary stuff. So, uh, if we can deliver, um, yeah, value to to the developers, then with with uh, additional APIs, this is a great idea. So, we will prove that, and want to, uh, yeah, we would like to hear from the community what uh, they want to have and. Uh, the problem is you won't never hear from the community because you know ninety percent of the project are not interested at all. So you only hear it from a few huge projects, and in such projects, probably a company will just implement proprietary solution. You know because they this is like how it goes. So I think such a features could be interesting, mm -hmm. just just as an idea. And uh, and I mean interest interesting, fair, and completely accepted by everyone. I would say right. And by the way, the name of the project I I, I found it right now. It was last published in 2011, so it was even longer than I thought, and it's called JPA yeah. Security from SourceForge. You can took a, take a look at this. They tried to do it with JPA, and uh, back then it was huge, and uh, this was based on Java E security. And uh, I don't think I used this project, but I got a lots of questions back then about that. And uh, yeah, you can get some inspiration. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Your ideas are always good. My problem is, you know, just just idea. Execution is a different different thing, and uh, I'm not I'm never built a persistence framework, you know. So this is like what I see from outside. It's just a conversation. So don't take it too mm. serious, seriously. It's just you know a brainstorming here. And uh, to the to the audience, the listeners, yeah, you approach me with the hackathon. I say, okay, look, I have no time. We can reuse the time, and we can record a podcast and have a conversation. There's like synchronization, you know. It's not nothing is prepared. We just have freestyle conversation, and uh, which might be interesting for the to the listeners. So, uh, what about the hackathon? What is it? So you mentioned this already. So uh, this is um, yeah. so I'm I, I'm supposed to be a judge. So I said yes. So now uh, now I'm committed. To, 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 so and uh, what will happen? So um, there, there is a hackathon. So w w what is it? Yeah, we have started a three month hackathon. We have started this uh, on uh, November five, mm -hmm. and 
yeah, we, yeah, we want to see what the community thinks about MicroStream, what they are, what they are building. What are they supposed to do to create an app with MicroStream, or what do you expect? Yes, uh, the participants can build whatever they like. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to use MicroStream mm -hmm. and show any exciting use cases mm -hmm. and how MicroStream integrates with uh, GraalVM and Heliton. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not mandatory, but uh, if uh, anybody wants to use uh, GraalVM and Heliton, then they can win an additional GraalVM award and a Heliton award. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, $20,000 in total, mm -hmm. and we have uh, many prizes. Uh, so the first prize is $5,000, second prize is $3,000, third prize is $2,000, 10 uh, prizes, $500. Mm -hmm. And then we have the, the Helidon uh, Award, $2,500, and the GraalVM, uh, $2,500. Mm -hmm. Everybody uh, who is registered uh, gets a T-shirt. And then um, the participants have um, almost three months uh, time to build. And uh, during the entire hackathon, we provide many uh, online sessions. So every week we provide sessions about GraalVM, uh, Helidon, MicroStream, and um, some um, core Java uh, sessions about Streams API, GraphQL, um, everything that is uh, interesting and helpful for building uh, applications using MicroStream, GraalVM, and uh, Heliton together. And then we provide a weekly Q&A uh, every Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, so um, all the participants can ask questions, and uh, the questions are answered by uh, by the people who write the code. So it's very interesting and a good opportunity for everybody um, who wants to start with uh, GraalVM, with Heliton. Uh, they can also use uh, the Hackathon forum and uh, if they are not able to join live, then we answer the questions um, during the weekly Q&A session. So, that means, so if you are a Java developer, you can just participate in the hackathon and then you hack something with MicroStream and uh, so you get the first, you can win a prize. Then if you do something with uh, MicroStream, Helidon and GraalVM, you get two awards more, more so do you have uh, yep. more chances to win something? And then yep. uh, in the Thursday Q&A session, you, you you can answer, you get more visibility as a developer because you could participate in Q&A session, right? This is what I understood. Yes, uh, everybody can participate uh, in the Q&A sessions, ask the questions and um, can discuss uh, their challenges with their um, app they develop for mm -hmm. the hackathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really asking everything what uh, they like uh, to know about um, Heliton, GraalVM and uh, MicroStream. Mm -hmm. So this is a good opportunity to meet the, the people also from the from Oracle teams. Mm -hmm. They sometimes will join to the weekly Q&A, not uh, all sessions, but... Uh, they are Helidon um, and GraalVM team, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a great, actually great. So, so what we get in the next three months is like a continuous stream of screencasts, <laughs> a micro yes. stream of screencasts <laughs> about <laughs> Java technologies, uh, Helidon and MicroStream and GraalVM. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And... Uh, yeah, because this uh, is actually great because the next three months, yeah, for many people, it's a little bit boring time. So yeah. um, don't say this, you know, it's end of year. That That's the problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, you're right. So that there is a, a Christmas, which is a little bit more quiet than usual. Yeah. Yeah. And so they can uh, spend time with uh, trying new things out, yeah. hacking something, asking questions, looking uh, or joining to the live sessions we provide. 
Uh, all sessions are recorded um, as well, mm -hmm. so we can watch the videos. And uh, and the goal actually is really to to learn, mm -hmm. to hack, and really to use it after the the award. So not only um, hacking two days or one day, uh, yeah, programming uh, cool stuff, win, winning a prize, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So it's more, um, yeah, really learning, hacking, and using the technology after you you win the prize. Uh, sorry, one question. The project, do they have to be open source? I assume so, right? Uh, yes. Um, it's, um, they it have would be to nice. Open no, if you will force the participants to have, you know, GitHub repository. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it should be under Apache license. Um, uh -huh. And then we open source it. And so we provide uh, in interviews with, uh, with the winners. Uh -huh. And they can explain what they build and... Uh, their challenges and uh, what they have solved. And uh, then we, yeah, so we will have after this hackathon, many examples, what can be done with uh, MicroStream, with GraalVM and Helidon. Uh, and for, for other beginners, they, they, can, they can use it. They can, ex they can play around with these solutions uh, and, and try these things out. So mm -hmm. this, is, this is the goal of this hackathon. I have to say, brilliant ideas because you get you know lots of use cases, uh, new use cases, hopefully, and uh, you know you see how 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 microstream can be actually used because what usually happens, yes. out of a library, you know, underestimates the possibilities. So often something was you know yes. created for one purpose and is used in complete different uh, in different area, and this you could be actually be amazed how how it was used. By the way, um, we are after the JCon conference, so you were one of the organizers. Or what is actually your role? I forgot to to to, to ask you about that. So I only know that you are always, you know, very eager to make JCon great. But what is your role? Yeah, I'm uh, editor in chief of the Java Pro magazine, which is, uh, yeah, I guess, the very first um, free Java magazine mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. So every Java developer can, uh, yeah, can can have it for free, and mm -hmm. we deliver it uh, for free. Um, and uh, the JCon conference is uh, organized by the by Java Pro. Okay. So I'm one of the organizers, and uh, from this year, the the Java user groups are also involved. So uh, this year, the the Java user group Oberpfalz was uh, involved in the organization, mm -hmm. and we have uh, many. Uh, Java user groups from different countries supporting uh, JCon, and um, we provided them uh, Java user group tickets for free. So um, everybody who is in a is is member of a Java user group can mm -hmm. join uh, the JCon for free. And we want to, yeah, that that JCon is a community conference, and yeah, I'm one of the organizer, and mm -hmm. um, of course, this uh, kind of like baby for me. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it's really fun, and uh, it's great to see um, that we get more and more speakers, more international speakers, more uh, participants from different countries. So we we, we have uh, people from Java user groups in uh, from France, from uh, from the US, also mm -hmm. um, from Chile, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's it's great to see. Um, how this community uh, grows and grows more. Yeah, and um, we want to provide JCon as a really uh, Java community conference. Mm -hmm. Organized from people, uh, from the community for people, uh, 
for, for the Java community people. I, I uh, participated as I delivered two sessions at JCon. What's, um, what yeah. I was really pl pleasantly surprised by the quality. So uh, I had, you know, uh, I think um, there was onboarding with you or with your, I think, first of was Rihat uh, and, and, then, and then there was a nice uh, uh, intro video which really remind me of, remember me, the uh, Java one, I don't know, around 2000, there are similar videos, no, like a futuristic videos, which were, which really looked nice. So it was well done, yeah. professional. And uh, yeah, it was a nice overall experience. I was so pleasantly surprised because I know it's the first edition, online edition of the JCon. Last year I was in Düsseldorf in the cinema. I asked, you know, why not in Bavarian Forest? But you insisted to have in Düsseldorf cinemas, okay. But um, yeah, I think next year either it will be online again or you get the cinema probably really cheap, right? <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this uh, uh, yeah, it can be even uh, very expensive. So next year, oh. so if you do it. You're right. Uh, You're right. Because yeah. the demand is higher. Everyone would like to go to cinema, right? Yeah, when we break the rules, then... Uh... You're right. So thank you. So where people can find you? So you have some, you know, URIs, MicroStream, and uh, your company, jcon.one. This would I remember. This is the only no URI I remember, jcon.one, because of the one, like Java one, right? Yes, uh, jcon.one is the, the conference, and uh, javapro.io okay. uh, is the, the URL for the Java Pro magazine. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, microstream.1. Okay. Everybody who's uh, interested yeah. in microstream. Don't cross the streams, right? There could be only one, you know? You know <laughs> the saying, don't cross the stream? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. You have to be careful, yeah. right? Ghostbusters. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, by the, the way, uh, the, 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 the reminding thing, uh, you, you saw the last Ghostbusters? No, the, not the yet. One? You have to look at this. So they're just, just, just uh, women, I think. There's this only one guy. But uh, this is really funny. It's funnier than I think. So, uh, than I thought. So you have to watch. Yeah, it. really. As a micro okay. stream, you have to watch Ghostbusters because of the streaming. So this is like you know the like, 2016. Yeah, you. You actually are right. Yes. Yeah, you have but to. Do I it. have not so, much time the last years. But this is like, but this is like a professional, you know, work just to 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 watch the last Ghostbusters and then you know. Okay, I will do this. Okay, thank you, and uh, I would reinvite you back next year and see how how it went the open sourcing thank of you, your Adam. engine. Great. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having me.